On the program today, we have Verdant School Superintendent Mickey Edwards. Mickey, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. You bet. Glad to have you. Summer break is going on, but uh, that doesn't mean there's nothing going on at any school district because uh, a lot of work goes on during the summer. Sure. You know, I get that a lot of people ask me if I get bored up there by myself during the summertime, (laughs) but uh, actually just day-to-day work, I'm probably busier during the summertime. You know, it's obviously the campus is busier during the school year with kids and everything else, but yeah, a lot of projects, maintenance stuff going on this summer. And there's no distractions, I guess, uh, during the summer with no kids and uh, staff, except for the maintenance crews, I guess. Right? Sure. So yeah. Get a extra stuff done, I guess. Yeah, the campus is pretty quiet other than that. <laughs> but uh, it is a good time to get a lot of those things done, be able to focus on them, got free run of the campus to tear things up, put it back together. So. Uh, do have some sports programs going on, like to let the kids use the field for the summer summer ball programs? Sure, sure, yeah. Both of our basketball teams have camps mm-hmm. and team camps and stuff going on. They've been busy this summer. Um, got summer pride stuff running, you know, three or four days a week in the morning time in the weight room and those kinds of things. And so um, I think most of our little league teams over there kind of finished up right there um, first of June or whatever, but it's been busy. So about the midway point of summer already, huh? Yeah, it's crazy to think, uh, you know, we're already there. Uh, Seems like just got out of school yesterday. But, uh, yeah, we'll be be about a month away, and everybody will start coming back in. So let's talk about uh, what's going on at this point and just trying to get ready for the next school year and uh, looking at the – new laws that were passed by the legislature and how that impacts the school districts. Sure, sure. So, yeah, we got a couple summer projects going, um, got some athletic field upgrades, new sprinkler systems on both of those fields um, that are already installed. Um, Got a group coming in, United Turf's coming in next week, going to top dress after those sprinkler lines kind of settle a little bit. Um, We also got some door security upgrades going. Um, and then just our normal repainting hallways, waxing floors, cleaning carpets, those kinds of things. So, Just getting ready because the first day is when? Uh, August the 10th. Uh, teachers will report back August the 7th, and then the kids will be back on the 10th. So what about curriculum and things like that as you get ready for, uh, for the next year? Sure. Um, you, we're always looking, um, you know, test results as they come in, um, look at those and kind of evaluate where we're at, um, what we need. Um, we've been very fortunate the last couple of years financially. We've made a lot of curriculum upgrades, um, completely new reading program um, at the elementary level, um, all new ELA curriculum, middle school and high school, uh, new science curriculum as well. And so looking into some upgrades, math is going to be next. Um, so starting to look at those things what teachers need Um, and then several several uh, classroom upgrades um, that we've been able to make Um, new interactive whiteboards in all the elementary classrooms Um, we've been one-to-one for a few years you know iPads in early childhood Chromebooks everywhere else and so we've we've made a lot of strides in that area Got COVID to thank for that. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of funds from that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, so, and, and talk about uh, the academic side and how are the how are the grades and how do you compare to uh, maybe districts of the same size? Or? Sure, sure. So um, this was the first year we've came back, you know, and had a report card or whatever. And so um, it's been we've been about average. Um, you know, we still got some things to work on and, and to get better at, but um, we're continuing to make improvements in those areas. Each year is getting a little bit. better 
better. Um, and so our people work extremely hard, teachers, kids, everybody, um, and do a great job of making sure that our kids have what they need um, and, and get what they need to, in order to have a chance to be successful. What's the student count? Uh, we're up, actually. Okay. Um, last year, um, we finished the year at about 354, um, which is close to 50 kids more than the prior year. Um, we were at about 308 the year before that. So, What do you yeah. attribute the growth to? Um, a combination of things. Um, we got a large group of kids from Pioneer um, this last year. Um, some of them brought some younger siblings with them as well. Um, and then we got... You know, the state passed a new transfer law, open transfers, um, and so we saw a little bit of an uptick in that as well. Um, and then we had a really, really large pre-K class uh, this last year. Normally, we average between 20 and 25 per class, and we had a, a pre-K group of about 28 last year. So. Does that mean uh, more teachers you got to have uh, on staff? Or? Yeah, yeah. We um, we try to add a little bit. We've added one spot at the elementary um, and then one spot at the high school as well um, to, to counteract that growth a little bit. And so, um, you know, it just it helps us a lot, it gives us a chance to continue to add new things, um, the more kids we've got, um, just to make sure – everybody's got something you know that they can find and, and be involved in so what uh, what subject at the high school are you looking at um high school is just an elective teacher um okay. we were able to add some uh web design um multimedia uh, we had like a school news news channel um that they did some things with um and then at the elementary we added um stem teacher um so we're gonna have a stem class down there um and then just picked up some other um reading intervention electives and stuff the other half of the day the technology is so great these days that it's uh you know all i wanted to do when i was in school was be in radio you know sure and it was just a dream until it actually came true that that was awesome but just to have that opportunity in high school to get involved in media, whether it's radio or TV or the film or the production or the filming or anything like that. Sure, yeah. I mean, our, our goal is always to make sure we provide the kids an introduction um, to something that's going to be in their future. You know, whether that's um, science and college algebra and concurrent enrollment or multimedia or ag or athletics or whatever it is that um, every kid finds an avenue that they're interested in and might lead them down a road to a future career. So how many students do with a um, uh, curriculum? The, uh Dual enrollment with college. Do you have um, we, we are going to have a large group this upcoming year. I think we have about 20 or 25 kids that are going to be enrolled in concurrent this upcoming year. Um, and then we have about another 20 or 25 that are um, at the Career Tech Centers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we're partnered with Caddo, Kiowa in Fort Cobb. Um, and then we have a few kids that come over here to Chickasha to Canadian Valley as well. Um, if it's a program that, you know, Caddo, Kiowa doesn't offer or something like that. So. And it's great. It doesn't cost them anything. That's no. the great thing about that is they can get some training and uh, they can have a career when they get out of school. That's right. If not, uh, you know, during school, during the summertime. They sure, sure. And, you know, uh, concurrent has changed so much over the years. Um, and, you know, now they're offering it to where juniors can go and start concurrent um, their 11th grade year. And so um, we have some kids that are really, really close to like an associate's degree. By the time that they finish high school, um, they'll have anywhere from 30 to 40 hours. Um, some of them don't get quite that many, just kind of depending on the kid, what they want but they have the chance to get that many if they want to 
Uh, talk about uh, your staff. How many teachers do you have on staff and maintenance crew and all that? Yeah, we have we have about 22, 23 certified teachers on staff, um, and then about another uh, seven or eight um, support employees. Um, and so, you know, it's a it's a good group. It's a great group of people. Um, work tremendously hard for kids. Got a great heart for kids. Um, and so I'm really proud of them. And you get the opportunity to drive a school bus from time to time? <laughs> I do. Okay. I do. I do a little bus driving, a little mowing. <laughs> I can do a little bit of all of it. But that's a part of it I enjoy. Sure. That's uh, get you away from the office a little bit. And you get you, you know, get your mind off the really important stuff. Sometimes. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That, not that mowing the field is not important. <laughs> but it is. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, some new teachers. Talk about some new teachers you have on coming on staff. Sure. Yeah, we have um, a couple new teachers at the high school um, that we've picked up. Um, one of them is uh, new. It's going to be an elementary PE um, and do boys basketball for us. Coach Merritt. Um, Brian a, Merritt. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's an old Chickasha guy, and and so we're extremely excited to have him. Um, think he's just going to be a tremendous asset to our school and our programs and all those kinds of things. A veteran guy. I mean, he played at Chickasha, coached Chickasha, yeah. coached at Norman North, uh, coached at Tuttle. Yep. All strong programs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just a ton of success over his career. I mean, every place that he's been, that's the one thing that sticks out is no matter where he's at, he wins. You know what I mean? And um, just a great kid guy, too. I mean, that's one of the things. He's involved in some summer stuff, um, kids going to camps and, and just being around – I notice a lot of number one is energy for sure. Definitely you know, that, he definitely yeah. brings that. Um, but how much the kids are drawn to him, you know, I mean, they they just gravitate towards him um, and, and hang on to every little detail that you know that he gives them. And and whenever you walk in the room with the kind of success that he's had, um, then that's what happens. You know what I mean? I mean, the kids respect it from the beginning, and and so um, we're just extremely excited and and look forward to such a bright future with him right and who else um so we have a uh, uh, kelly trent um is going to be um teaching high school science for us um and so she came on we were able to hire her at the june board meeting it's so lucky to have her um and then where's she from uh she's from this area as okay. well um been out of education for a little bit but looking to get back in and so um you know we think she's going to be a, a really tremendous asset for us there um and then we have uh two um, new ladies in the elementary. Um, one of them is uh, she's been working for us over there for a couple years now as a teacher's assistant. Went back to school, got her degree, and her you know passed her certifications test. And so that's Morgan Munn. Um, she'll be in first grade for us. Um, and then we have um, one more that will be in the third grade for us. Um, and Kaylee Pierce is her name. Um, and so she's was in education for a while. I think she spent a few years out at Ninacall, got out a couple years, had some kids and stuff, and so is coming back um, into education. And so really excited for them. Um, Just a tremendous group of people and think they're going to be a real asset for us. Um, In addition to the new boys basketball coach, we got a new softball coach, right? Uh, no, no? Oh, okay. uh, I'll, i still be doing okay. the softball oh, for this okay. year. So right. you're not going to, yeah. not going to fire yourself. No, okay. no, I got one more year left with that. <laughs> but so. girls basketball. Uh, yes. yes. Um, yes. so last year we had a new girls basketball coach that came on, uh, Bobby Dawson. This will be his second year there. Um, and again, just another guy with tremendous success in the past. Um, 
really strong um, in the gym and coaching style. And, you know, he was spent some years, took Canute to the state championship mm-hmm. game one year, um, then went to Duke and took them to the state tournament that year. And so very fortunate to have him um, – just a tremendous guy with, um, you know, a great basketball mind, um, really loves. I've never seen anybody I don't think that truly loves basketball as much as he does. Um, we all know that um, basketball season can be a real grind. Um, and, you know, during the season, every night that we get off with our own group, he's in the gym somewhere watching basketball, um, traveling all across the state, um, checking out future opponents, and then just – um, any good high school basketball game, he wants to check that out as well. So, let's talk about uh, the bond issue that was passed. Was that this spring or last fall? Yeah, uh, yeah, we uh, passed that in February. Okay, um, six hundred seventy-five thousand um, dollars that our community voted on in support. So, I mean, we're we greatly appreciate that from them that they're you know their support and trust in us for those those bond issues and so um, we're going to put a new security vestibule on the front of the high school um, it's going to kind of serve a dual purpose kind of a commons area for our kids to be able to gather um, in the morning at lunchtime those kinds of things and then just help secure that interest a little bit it's the oldest building we have on campus uh, built in the early 80s um, and so just the design of it um, where the front doors were they just kind of went straight into the building um, and so just kind of put that secure entrance in there for people to come and go without having to really have access to the entire building whenever they come in. Yeah that's a big issue these days as uh, most people know so you just got to keep the kiddos and the staff secure and uh, just put another level of security there for the so talk about uh, when that's going to start construction and all that yeah so so currently we're still in the planning phases um, working with Kerthries our architect and then CMS Willowbrook here in Chickasha is our construction manager on the project um, and so we've been meeting every since February trying to finalize the drawings um, you know get all of those things uh, finished up and then uh, hopefully the plan is to break ground in October uh, be eight months roughly so kind of finish up at the end of school next year over the next summer um, and then hopefully be ready to start for the beginning of school the following year so there'll be some construction they've got to maneuver around while that's going on I guess huh? yeah yeah this yeah. will be a little bit of an interesting year yeah. for us with the con- open construction site at the high school while we're still having school every day but um, you know I think we're ready to go we've we've done several uh, plans and and modifications to be ready for that um, and and to make sure that the kids you know have access to it and we don't have any any safety concerns or anything while school's going on all right Uh, talk about your your whole school budget what's the verdant school budget for the coming year if you've got it passed yet so yeah so um, roughly we have a revenue of around three and a half million dollars is about what we operate on Um, and so you know we've been We've been very blessed um, the last couple of years um, and are in really good shape financially. Um, I think we're going to finish the year with a general fund carryover around $2 million. Um, and so it just frees us up. I mean, we all know Oklahoma, depending on the energy sector, you know, it's a, it's a ebb and flow mm-hmm. with that. You know, some years are great, some years are not so much. And so it really just gives us some stability in the budget um, to be able to make it through those downturns um, and not have to to cut a bunch of programs, people, you know, valuable things to the district. And so you get a lot um, of gross production. Taxes we do. On yeah, we do. Um, and it's it's not necessarily 
localized in our district just off the county. Um, you know, the big gross production that's gone on on the East Grady County over the last few years. And so, um, yeah, we get we get a pretty substantial amount of money from that. Yeah, but th- that impacts your state funding, though, too, right? Sure, yeah. yeah so. I mean, anything we get in gross production, they take away from us in state aid. Um, it's a chargeable on the top half of the formula. And so, um, but that's okay. I mean, it's it's come out in our favor the last few years. And it's so, um, it's the, the main thing we just have to plan and prepare for is, whenever that does make a downturn that you know we have that reserve to be able to offset that because the way the state funding formula works is you're a year in delay whenever they make up that difference and so you have to have the money on hand or the cash on hand to be able to float that for a year um, once the downturn hits and so um, that's one of the big reasons why you know that carryover is so important for us is being a high gross production district then it allows us to be able to navigate that when it happens. Good news for teachers all around this year is they're all going to get some, some raises, depending on uh, their longevity and all and all that. So sure, yeah, um, just uh, so happy for them. I mean, it's um, you know well deserved, um, and and they do such a tremendous work in this state um, to finally start to get that respect, you know, and and to see that. Um, just really happy for them and, and hats off to our legislature, you know, the people up there at the Capitol for, um, I know I talked to representative Lowe a lot throughout the legislative session and, um, just what a tremendous, uh, voice and advocate for us in public ed that he is, um, and willing to stand up and fight for us. Um, and especially rural Oklahoma, you know, I mean, it's, it's means so much to him and to us being out in this area. And so he does just a tremendous job in, in being a voice for us up there. So really happy for them. Uh, he was also instrumental in uh, uh, getting uh, some legislation approved and signed by the governor for uh, we go back to school safety once again. So a lot of that deals with uh, every school is going to have to go through some type of uh, uh, study or something about school safety to find out what needs each district's going to have to have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that's so important these days. I mean, we see it seems like too often on the news, you know, of school security things. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be an assessment, I think is yes. what I was talking about. Yep. Yes. Um, and we actually had ours last year. Okay. Um, the department of Homeland security comes out and they do a full assessment on the campus. Um, and it's, it's tremendous. It really is. It opens your eyes to a lot of things that, um, you walk the campus every single day, you're in the buildings every single day. Um, you just, don't see the things that they see coming in from the outside, you know, and it's very, very thorough. Um, and, you know, a lot of it are small, easy fixes um, all the way up to some large things um, that they come across. And so, um, yeah, it, it was very eye opening and very beneficial for us as a district. Um, you know, the, the things that they were able to share with us. And then, um, you know, as far as the legislature goes, yeah, that security bill um, that we'll be able to apply for some grants up to $90,000, I think, over three years. Um, and we can use that for to help offset the cost of a school resource officer, um, as well as some security upgrade stuff, um, if that's what we need. And so um, still working on trying to devise a plan for us, you know, what what our biggest needs are and, and where we want to try to attack. I know uh, Grady County Sheriff Gary Boggess is reaching out to a lot of the school districts that maybe don't have resource officers like Chickasha does and like Bridge Creek does, and I'm not sure who else. But uh, you kind of 
have a resource officer and they're yeah. kind of right in your driveway most sure. of the time. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, we, we have a great partnership with our, our local police department there in Verdon and, um, you know, with the highway running right there through the middle of town, um, especially during school hours. Um, they spend a large majority of their time right there in our driveway monitoring the school zone for us. We also have a crosswalk that goes right across the highway and so uh, drop off and pick up uh, times um, they are right there at the crosswalk to make sure, you know, we don't have any traffic issues in those areas. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of built in because we're right there on the highway and they kind of sit on campus anyway. Um, we've ran, uh, worked with them, and they're very responsive to us. Um, we've had a couple, couple instances where we've ran drills and stuff that they've responded to, and, um, you know, the response time's been really good from them. And so we're always looking to upgrade that. You know, I mean, um, we look and see if, if the resource officer, um, you know, meets our needs the best and all that. The best thing for us is that um, we're all on one campus together. It's basically one entrance in and one entrance out, which really helps us a lot. You know, we're not having to monitor m multiple sites, multiple entrances, exits. It's it's kind of one way in and one way out. Right. Uh, just one uh, gymnasium there. So, yep. uh, just, yep. uh, mm -hmm. a small campus, you know, three buildings is about what we have. And so, um, you know, they, they do a tremendous job in, in security for us and helping us out. Talked about some of the extracurricular activities. You mentioned FFA, so let's talk about or the ag. So let's talk about the, the ag program. Yeah, and the yeah, those kids um, do a great job. You know, our, our uh, FFA instructor, Mark Bowles, um, is just tremendous with kids, um, getting kids involved. You know, he spends a lot, a lot of time and hours up there. Um, he Not only does he do, do all of our um, – FFA showing stuff, but he's also involved in, you know, FFA's added shooting sports um, over the last few years. And so he oversees our archery program and then we um, have trap also. Um, and so he yeah, oversees those are that. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just um, archery's been around for a few years yeah. now, but trap is, is kind of new here recently. And so skeet shooting basically. Yep, is, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For those and, that don't know. Yeah. We've uh, it's been great for us. We have a lot of kids that enjoy that um, and have take part in it. Um, you know, I think we have about eight, ten kids at the high school level and about another seven or eight kids at the middle school level that do that um, and, and have had tremendous success. Um, and I think the best part about that is it teaches them firearm safety. Sure. You know, sure, that's yeah. first yeah, and foremost. They all have to go through that training mm -hmm. and, and, you know, get their, their hunter safety and all that kind of stuff to be able to to participate in that um and yeah it's a there's a lot of safety training that goes into it for the meets and things that they go to and and carrying firearms to and from the meets and, and at practice and those kind of things and so um again like i said with academics um extracurriculars as well i mean we're always just searching to try to find anything that we can get the kids involved in um and in kind of a it kind of filters through our ag program a little bit. Um, you know, we've added the fishing team here the last two or three years um, and have had tremendous success with that as well. I mean, what do they fish? Um, they fish all over the state. Yeah. Um, Not yeah. just like Chickasha. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's uh, <laughs> it's through a group, Oklahoma Bass Nation Okay, um, is where it's through. And so they have tournaments across the state. This year we competed in uh, four tournaments, um, Lake Ellsworth down by Lawton. Yep. Um, one of them was supposed to be at Fort Cobb Lake, and it got rained out. Um, then we went to Lake Texhoma, um, and then we just finished up a couple weeks ago. They had the uh, state meet um, was at Lake Tenkiller um, over in eastern Oklahoma. And so 
Um, what a great opportunity for the kids. That's oh, it awesome. is. Yeah. It is. And we actually had um, our first student this year um, actually earned a college scholarship in fishing, Cooper Hughes. Yeah, he's going to uh, Murray State how about uh, this year on a fishing a, scholarship. How about that? That's yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, again, just trying to open up opportunities yeah. and avenues for our kids, a way to get your school paid for, um, and, you know, find something that they're interested in. So. Also, let's uh, talk about the, the school year in general and how many days you go and the, what the schedule is going to be like uh, com- from the first semester compared to the second semester. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, we were previously a four-day school, um, school week. You know, all year um, in the past. Well, in the past, we were. Okay. Um, and then legislation came through a couple of years ago, moving everybody back to a minimum of 165 days um, in their school calendar. Um, and so to meet those state requirements, we kind of have a modified four day week now. So the first semester from August until Christmas time, we go five days a week. Um, and then from Christmas until the end of the year, then we're back on four days a week. Yeah, after um, the first of the year. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Off on Mondays. So Does that uh, work out okay for the parents and all that? Yeah, yeah it, it's, it was kind of funny um, whenever they changed that back and we were trying to find a new calendar. Um, our parents, teachers, everybody in the community really liked a four-day week um, off on Mondays. Um, and, you know, it's – I thought it was a little different at first being Mondays instead of Fridays, but um, our parents really enjoy that from the standpoint that all of the doctors and dentist's office are open on Mondays. Um, so they know they can schedule kids appointments on those days um, and it won't interfere with school at all. Um, and so it's been really good for us. They were, when we changed the calendar, they were interested in trying to keep the four-day week as much as we could. Um, and so that was the, the compromise that we were able to come up with um, and still meet the 165-day calendar. And so we do five in the fall um, until Christmas, and then we go four days afterwards till the end of the year. August 10th, the big day at uh, Verdon. Yep, so it'll be here before we know yeah. it. <laughs> Six weeks or so, so that's great. Mickey, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. And if anybody has questions about uh, what's happening at Verdon Schools, they can always give you a shout. I know you got an open door. Sure, sure, yeah. We uh, we enjoy having them come in and visit. And, uh, George, I appreciate you letting me come on and, and talk about the school and the community, you know, and uh, – we just greatly appreciate everything that you do for us, um, highlighting all of our kids' activities, the school, and everything else. So we really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Mickey Edwards, Superintendent of Verdon Schools, on our program today.